From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, Joel. Good morning again. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Sometimes reminders are so good to help us remember important things for our life. So today I will preach in a passage that you know maybe very well, but it's good to remember this passage for our life. I will preach on the second reading. It was January 2nd, 1984. I will never forget that day. I was so excited. I got my first job. After a few days of training, I was comfortable with the job description. I knew what I was supposed to do, and I do it right. I was the secretary of the national secretary of the National Evangelical Churches in Lima, Peru. When I got my first paycheck, I was happy. I gave it to my parents as a way to show my gratitude for their love, care, encouragement, and education they provided me. They didn't need the check. They didn't want to accept it. I share with them what I learned from God that is not only nice to receive, but is, it is joyful to gift. They were very thankful for that. And one important thing that I learned in my first job is how important it is to follow recommendations and rules to success in what you are doing. In today's second reading, the Apostle Paul gives the job description for each of us. It's very simple. Love. 
love one another and love others. Love even those who make themselves your enemies. God gives us training to show us what that kind of love looks like. Paul starts saying, let love be genuine. In other words, let love be without hypocrisy. In the early church, it was easy to imitate love if you didn't really have it because it was so widely valued and so visibly manifested. This, of course, is hypocrisy. And this is what Paul warns against. Brothers and sisters, we are living in an age in which this is the very spirit of the times. To project an image to pretend you are something that you are not. Paul brings out very clearly six things in the first five verses. Ready to listen? First, he says, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. In other words, hate what is evil in people, but don't reject people because of the evil. Hypocritical love does the opposite. It is hypocrisy to reject people because you don't like their behavior. Second, true love remembers that relationship is the ground of concern and not friendship. Paul says, love one another with mutual affection. The basis of concern for one another is not that we know each other very well or enjoy one another. It is that we are related to one another even though we may never have met before. Third, I like better the NIV translation that says, honor one another above yourselves. Do you want to listen a practical way to practice that? Will be something like this. Be willing to let others have the credit. Be willing to let others have the credit. Enjoy yourself and do all kinds of good deeds, but don't worry about who gets the credit. Number fourth. Real love retains enthusiasm despite setbacks. Verse 11 in Good News Translation says, Work hard and do not be lazy. Serve the Lord with a heart full of devotion. The only thing that will keep our enthusiasm high is an awareness that we are serving the Lord. Fifth, true love rejoices in hope. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. We can rejoice in hope because we are 
patient in suffering and we are patient in suffering because we have been faithful in prayer. That is what makes us patient. If we are faithful in prayer, we will be able to be patient in suffering. We will be staying in there, waiting for God to accomplish what he had in mind in whatever circumstances we are facing. We will discover that God has a thousand different ways of working things out. Six, true love responds to needs. Verse 13 says, contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers. And this is something that you, Good Shepherd, do really well. You care for one another's needs. But that is not all. Paul also describes love show to a non-Christian world. And he gives another six ways to do in the next eight verses. Do you want to hear that? Number one, bless those who persecute you. I don't know you, but somebody persecute me. I want to persecute him or her. <laughs> that is a tough one. Tough one. For instance, have you ever been persecuted in traffic? It happens all the time. You are driving, happy, listening to music, maybe a, a Christian radio station, just enjoying life and feel and the feel of the road. Then a car rolls past you and the driver promptly cuts you off. That is not nice. <laughs> or perhaps you can to a full stop at a stop sign and the driver behind you lays on the horn impatient for you to get moving and you look at your mirror and see him do it like this and maybe insulting you. You want to roll down the window and shout something. Don't tell me what you will plan to say. <laughs> but according to this, you are not supposed to. Now, this doesn't tell you what to call them, but it tells you to bless them anyway. Number two, true love adjust to other people's moods. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Don't make jokes in front to somebody who is suffering in sorrow or crying or afflicted because that will show that you are not sensitive. Be careful. Number three, True love does not show partiality to persons. Paul says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. If you have an honest view of yourself, you know that you are not better than anybody else. And therefore, you will be willing just to enjoy the ordinary people finding a rich manifestation of love and humanity among them. 
Number four, Paul tells us not to give back evil for evil, but to plan to do right out in the open before all. Number fifth, true love seeks to live at peace with everyone. If it's possible, so far as it depends on you, live peacefully with all. But honestly, there are people who just will not allow you to be at peace with them. But don't let it start with you. That is what love really does. Finally, love does not try to get even. Revenge is one of the most natural human responses to heart and injury or injury or bad attitudes. We can give enough reasons to justify our reactions easily. And you can even say, come on, pastor, what do you expect me to do? Somebody hits me, and do you expect me to just to sit there and do nothing? Or perhaps give the other shit? Well, there is something you can do. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Someone said, the best way to overcome an enemy is to make him, her, your friend. That is not always easy, but it's a possibility. My brother and my sister, this is a practical way Paul has of reminding us that we are not to be conformed to this age, but be transformed. John Wesley taught three simple rules that I like it. I like them. Do not harm. Do good. Stay in love with God. Show the world your love affair with God. Let them see that love through the harm you don't do, through the good you do through forgiveness. Let the world know God is right in the middle of the ordinary everyday world, offering that forgiveness, that forgiveness to everyone. And the people of God says, Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the reminders. It's not easy sometimes to just react in this way, but we are not alone. We have you on our side. Please help us to put in practice the true love, the love that you put in us and help us to always to respond as Jesus will do as he experienced the situation that we are facing, whatever is this. Thank you. In your name, amen. Amen.